Welcome to the Judy Fox Show, where we level up your business with heart and humor. We have Tabitha Cavanaugh. She is a colon cancer survivor and so much more. She and I dive into topics like recruiting. She gives advice to her 18-year-old self. I drove up to Washington, D.C. so I could meet her My son was there with us, and he had his iPad Garfield going at the time. And life is all one big pot. It's not a work-life balance. It is just living life. I also want to shout out how much love this podcast and the guests and everyone have received. It has been incredible to launch this and receive the love that has been shouted out. And I want to give that love back. I have scoured the comments on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, wherever they showed up, I was looking at them and I have taken screenshots and believe me, they are in the queue to be shouted out. I do wanna start with how incredible it is to be finally up on iTunes and to have two amazing comments already and five star five of them ratings and reviews. This is incredible. The first one I'm going to shout out is the dog Thompson. He writes that he is finally on the ground floor of something. I love that. He has given it a five-star review and he says, well, I'm not actually on it, but I'm proud to say I was there from the beginning. This podcast is so Judy, honest, open, and real time. Loved all the happening that occurred and recorded from the hotel room. Again, we're going to be in another hotel room in this episode, guys. (laughs) Her first guest, Richard Moore, was fantastic and I clicked with him right away. I can't wait for more. Hashtag Fox Rocks. Thank you so much, Doug. I will include a link to where you can find him online. I've connected with him on Instagram and LinkedIn. And then the next one is Janad Ahmed, and he writes, the best fox on iTunes. Woo! Her energy, humor, enthusiasm, and care shows through. I'm super excited to have the opportunity to know her for the past year, and this podcast is going to bring you value in so many ways that you can immediately implement and reap the rewards in one way or another. Thank you so much. He also had me on his Hacks and Hobbies podcast. It is incredible. I will include the links in the show notes, but go check him out and can't wait for our conversation to come live up on the internet. So there is so much amazingness happening here. Thank you. Thank you again. Be sure to give the podcast love wherever you want to give it love. Go show the love and we will send the love right back to you. So without further ado, another episode recorded in person. That is the goal of this podcast is record as many episodes in person to really get that feeling of connection and conversation and laughter and joy that we can all, I hope, feel that I can feel through this episode. And now talk. Hello. All right, we're talking. We're in bed. (laughs) (laughs) We are. We're in my DC hotel room, laying in bed with the lights off. (laughs) And we met online. (laughs) I met her family the first time we met in person. (laughs) This is what you can expect from getting on LinkedIn. (laughs) A bunch of belly laughs and... um, (laughs) Great friendships. We're trying to decide what we're going to talk about today. 
We could um, talk about butt stuff. Butts. Talk about it. <laughs> talk about it. Right, Lila Smith? <laughs> <laughs> and what, what else? What are your other sayings? Like something, don't save the, the booty. Oh, save the booty. Yeah, hashtag save the booty. Yeah, that's a good one. So why are we talking about butts? Just give a little butt story, a little backstory. <laughs> We're never going to get through this episode. <laughs> no, this is perfect. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's you want me to talk about my butt? Humor. Yes. I want to learn more about your butt. Everyone does need to know more about their butts. I am a colon cancer survivor. There you have it. And how my old were you? 31 when I was diagnosed. So freaking young. I was a little crazy. Everybody get your butts checked. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm grateful it happened because... You know, it brought me just to where I am now. And even sitting here with you, you know, probably would have never happened had I not taken the path I took after chemo and all the crazy stuff. So what are some of the things that you see as the major things that have happened for me and what I went through in my life? I call it being ripped down to the studs. You have those rebuilding moments that define you. You know, when I was first diagnosed, I remember thinking I need to share the story. I need to share my journey and have it be used for good. I needed to help somebody because I didn't know what was going to happen to me at the time. I really didn't. I, I hoped for the best outcome. I think one of the defining moments was shifting my mindset. I guess I hadn't done fully in my life up till this point. I chose positivity and as cliche as it might sound, waking up every day and thinking, I don't know how many moments I have left. What's gar- Nothing's guaranteed. So I think that was a huge milestone for me and defining moment when I realized that when I went to bed at night, I mean, would I even wake up the next morning? And that was kind of scary. Um, and also not knowing if I would see my daughter grow up. So those, those things were all just, it, it really just hit me hard, I think. And I decided to ch- choose joyful participation in my cancer journey I could just pass that along to other people and inspire people and support people who didn't have the, the support system that they may have needed. So I think that was all just so defining for me. It really, it really just, I don't know, helped me grow up a lot. And, and now I see the world a lot differently. My perspective, my lens, it's all, it's all changed for the better. And I think it would also change your perspective when you're you know, bringing it back to kind of also the business world that when you're doing business, when you're in meetings, when people are getting upset about stuff, sometimes you just have to be like, are you serious? Like, <laughs> like keeping it in perspective somewhat, like not that you can do that all the time, but sometimes I'm sure you have those moments, right? I mean, I think I do and I haven't been through that. So yeah, but we've all, you know, we've all been through our own challenges, you, you yeah. know, our unique challenges, and people like to compare, and I'm, ah, yeah. they, you know, and that's a big thing. They like to say, oh, well, I haven't had cancer, and it's like, it's okay. I mean, I'm glad you haven't had cancer, and you don't have to have gone through what I did to come out in the same place that I am right now. I think that's an important thing for, for people to remember, and as a recruiter, I deal with a lot of stuff every day. I deal with a lot of rejection, and some of those things haven't always been easy for me to deal with. But I think after this, I, I have my moments where sometimes I, you know, I, I do try to let most things roll off my back. Like, it's not a big deal. You know, in the grand scheme of things, it's really not a big deal. I'm trying to help people find their next career opportunity. And if 
if someone wants to be mean or whatever, it, it's like, okay, move on, go to the next thing. But at the same time, I'm only human. After a while, it can kind of wear on you a little bit. Then you just take a deep breath, refresh, and and move on to the next thing because you can't really sit and dwell on that for too long. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of a story also when you were saying or there was an experiment done where people put the worst thing that happened to them. This goes back to the comment you said about comparing our kind of pain or what we've been through. Right. And they put it on a piece of paper and then they all mixed them up in a bowl and they got to choose either the one they originally had or the one that they picked out of the bowl randomly. And they all ended up choosing the known of what they'd already been through because they thought their thing actually was easier to get through than the thing thing that was unknown that somebody else went through. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was so interesting because the entire experiment proved that the fact that you survived whatever you've been through, you can wrap your head around it. Right. Because you've gotten through it. But when you hear of somebody and somebody else thinks that would be horrible like they couldn't (laughs) do it so it's so interesting because we do compare but at the same time nobody ended up taking anybody else's as something easier that's so interesting and it reminds me and I was actually just even thinking about this today a little bit and I think about it kind of often you know because when you're a survivor you always have it in the back of your mind you might not worry about it on a daily basis but in the back of your mind if you if something starts to hurt you have a pain somewhere you're like is it back but it's it's kind of funny and not I guess haha funny, but uh, ironic or, or something funny where I would I don't know get it I don't want to get cancer again. Don't get me wrong, but you're you're right about the unknown. I I would rather get it again in in some way because I know what to do now. I know what to expect. I know. I know what chemo looks like. I know what surgery looks like. I know all of those things. But I don't know what maybe something else might look like. Yeah. Um, and so it is It is interesting to to hear that perspective as well. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to say now. I don't know. No. <laughs> We're out of butt stuff. We're out of butt stuff. <laughs> like, what is something you've learned throughout your career that you would look back on and say, if I had a chance to talk to my 18-year-old self, what would you think about? About telling them I think like I always struggled with cold calling and I guess I would go back and tell myself it's not that big of a deal because I've built up such a fear in my head over the years of cold calling that if I could just go back erase it all and just be so bold and fearless when it comes to that I think that that's one of the pieces of advice I would give myself or to any young person starting out you know I mean what's the worst thing that someone's gonna say to you and then what you move on like do you know them are they your best friend that's you know rejecting you or shooting you down no they're someone you've never met before and now when I cold call and someone if someone's nasty to me I just tell myself you know that's a reflection on them and maybe they're having a bad day but at the end of the day, I mean, if you're not even going to come back around and say, hey, sorry, I treated you that way on the phone, then it's OK. I just I move on. There are plenty of nice people in the world, plenty of people who are appreciative of what I'm doing when I'm calling them to offer them, you know, maybe a better life, something that's going to help them level up in in their world. And uh, so, yeah, I think that's one of the pieces of advice I would give myself. 
Yeah, I feel like I always appreciated, especially when I was in corporate, I would always say to myself, why do people not appreciate recruiters? <laughs> and I yeah. know that sounds funny because I know we all can run into, um, in any profession, we can run into the bad seeds or the bad ones that don't necessarily do a great job in their profession, whatever that is. It could be it could be any profession. Yeah, they could and be a doctor. I know, exactly. <laughs> it could be an accountant. It could be, you know, your bank manager. Or it could be anybody. When I hear that people lump all recruiters, and I hear that sometimes, and I remember thinking, I want to get called by recruiters randomly on a Wednesday at 2 p.m. Right? Like saying, hey, I just wanted to connect with you because so-and-so let me know, or maybe they can't say who connected them, but someone in your network said that you may be interested. And it allowed me to see other opportunities. And it's kind of like how Rebecca posted the other day about house hunting yes. and the analogy. I really liked that one. So she posted on LinkedIn. It was about house hunting and then staying kind of aware of your favorite house that might eventually come on the market. And maybe you're not job hunting right now. Right. But same thing. She's not house hunting right now, but she's just staying curious and seeing what the going rate is for other exactly. homes in her neighborhood, just like jobs. Yeah, like what's out there? What, like you said, what the houses are going for, what the selection is. Like, and that's, that's the same thing with jobs. I mean, anybody should know what's going on in their market. What's the unemployment rate in your city? What is the compensation looking like for similar positions? Everybody should be aware of those things. Who doesn't want to be called by a recruiter is exactly right. I don't know why you would be annoyed. How how would you not look at it and say, wow, someone thinks I'm talented and they like my background. They like my skills. They think that I would be a good fit. Why wouldn't you want to be open to that? Um, All you have to do <laughs> is say, no, I'm not interested in that particular opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> like, really, what was the harm? <laughs> right. I mean, we talk about actively listening versus actively looking. Mm -hmm. And so people might not be actively looking, but you can be actively listening where you're just open to, similarly to Rebecca, you're open to looking at the house market, right? You're open to looking at jobs just to hear about them. And yeah, don't pursue them if you're not serious about it, but you could still look and get information and know what's out there because I, if I've learned anything in the past year and a half recruiting, it's that things can change in the blink of an eye. And one day you can be employed and the next day you're not. And those recruiters that you were rude to or that you blew off, I mean, those are the people that you just want to be friends with. I mean, we're not, I'm not here to hold like a, to have a power trip over anybody, but it's just about staying in touch and getting to know one another. And then having an extra set of eyes out in this world, somebody, you know, looking for for opportunities that would be a good fit for you. And that's what a good recruiter does, essentially, you know, um, just like a good realtor would be out there keeping an eye for their clients, knowing what you like, knowing what you're into, knowing what your budget is, and then giving you a call when something like that surfaces. Mm -hmm. And if it's the timing's off, and sometimes it is, that's okay. It's just how it goes sometimes. I want them to find me one with an amazing pool and a hot yeah. tub in the backyard. <laughs> Seriously. With a really big like wraparound porch. Yeah. <laughs> overlooking like oh. a bunch of acres and lots of pretty scenery. <laughs> <laughs> I was also 
also <laughs> thinking that even for entrepreneurs, it is nice to still stay connected to that part of your industry and the recruiters that are in the industry that you would work in if you did go to get another job. Because the reason why is with more freelance and gig opportunities, companies, I really have this vision in the future, which I think a lot of people do, is that there may be more job sharing. There may be more flexible arrangements. And some entrepreneurs may have just wanted more flexible arrangements versus just being an entrepreneur. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, like, my gosh. Yeah. Because I, I had that moment a while back where I didn't I was like, I just want the flexibility. Like, this is so frustrating. Had they just given it to you, yeah. right? You would, you might be in a completely different situation right now. Yes. And I think that's that's what it comes down to. And you look at other countries, and I'm not, you know, necessarily well-versed in every law, but other countries have better maternity leave. Mm -hmm. um, countries that, you know, you go home and take a nap in the middle of the day and then go back to work, whatever it might be. It's, it's really just... Or they actually have all, what is it, all par all parent leave. Yeah. <laughs> what is that called? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but maternity and paternity. And paternity, yeah. yeah. All parent leave. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it makes sense. All the parents involved. Yes. Take off. No, because I lived in <laughs> Germany and they had, I think it was a year that each parent could take off. A year for each. That's see, like no That's, big deal. Yeah. And that's incredible. I mean, you think about just how much happier people would be if they were in a flexible situation. That's why I love working from home because it gives me the flexibility to do the job, but also to live life and do the things I need to do without constantly feeling like I need to be, you know, asking permission because it's a two-way street. And if if my job requires me one night to work till 10 p.m., like I just did the other night, I worked late because I had a doctor's appointment in the morning. And that flexibility was just, I mean, I, I just, I can't, there's nothing that can really replace that. Um, I think the word permission, and that's something that's really stuck with me. That's part of one of the main reasons I ended up leaving one of the jobs that I had was because it I just couldn't feel like I was treated like a child where you have to ask permission to go take your own child to the doctors or right. and to feel like you're always doing something wrong as if you need these like hall passes to go yeah. to the bathroom. Just that same feeling. I'm like, I don't we we've created this world where elementary school through high school, we've been taught to constantly ask for permission. And I feel like that is part of what makes it hard to go out and be an entrepreneur sometimes because you're taught so many times to not think for yourself. Well, you're conditioned. Yeah, that's you're, what, yeah. Yeah, you're you're conditioned in that way to to feel that way. Even even now, I've had to I've had to purposefully tell myself, okay, don't ask for permission. Do oh, hey, what's up? <laughs> hey, Isaac. What You're do you funny. think you're hungry for? Room service? <laughs> there you go. What's I think there's there? just an oh, apple there's, and some there's oranges. oranges. Oh, there's grapes too. And then up on top in the bag, I think there's like some white corn tortilla chip. Or do you want the orange? Orange. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Love kidding. You. I'm kidding. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> We're totally uh, leaving that in. I'm just kidding. Oh my God. <laughs> 
this is what leveling up your business <laughs> looks like. Oh, because, yeah. and that's the other, I mean, I know we weren't talking about this, but it's like work-life balance. There is no work-life balance. It's just called life. Mm-hmm. It's just called life. My boss always talks about this quote by Jim Rohn. And he says, life happens to every single one of us. You know, life happens to all of us. And yeah, this is life. It's it's kids running in and interrupting you when you're in the middle of a podcast or a phone call or <laughs> anything. And, um, you know, that's that's the beauty of it. And that's the beauty of not having to ask for permission. You do what you need to do when you need to do it. And as long as you're getting your work done, mm-hmm. then who cares? Yeah. Really? Who cares? Meet your deadline. Get it done. Be a good contributor. And then Live your life. <laughs> Live it. What were we talking about before that, though? We were talking about uh, being conditioned to, like, act oh, a certain yeah. way and how, like, now I've had to tell myself, because I still feel that thing in the pit of your stomach where I feel like I'm doing something wrong, but I'm like, I'm not. If I wake up early and work and then take, like, a two-hour break to go to a doctor's appointment and I come back and I've made that up by working in the morning or working a little bit longer at night... Why does that matter? And why do I have to ask for permission? The only thing I, I've started to do is just, you know, say, hey, I have a doctor's appointment. Not, hey, can I go to my doctor's appointment? Mm-hmm. There's a big difference. That's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And I've heard the same thing from so many other people. And I think the one thing I've noticed is it's like, I feel like we've been handed this old playbook for manufacturing kind of business. Yeah. And it also... When you mentioned other societies, I feel like other societies have acknowledged that there's more men and women both in the workforce. And Mm -hmm. it's not just it's like a paradigm shift. And I feel like the U.S. hasn't embraced that. And it's really frustrating because, I mean, especially as anyone in society, men or women, we're both being held back by not embracing these kinds of concepts. Yeah, I think that. There's been a big shift and a big evolution in a lot of ways. But at the same time, I do agree that it's almost like we're stuck in a lot of ways and not accepting what it really is. Um, And I think if people could just and, and that's part of like leveling up your business, I think if you're listening to this and you're a business owner, um, a hiring manager, whatever position you might be in, I mean, I think that if you trust your people, then give them that flexibility that they need to live the way that they need to live. And I think they'll surprise you. They may even go above and beyond. And I think if you give them enough rope or lead or uh, flexibility and they do, they're, they will more quickly show you, I think, their true colors. Mm-hmm. Exactly. If they're going to fail versus them limping along and you kind of dragging them and then putting these boxes around them to tell them this is how you operate. And then you lose creativity. You lose, you lose so many things. Yeah. So. Yeah. You can't drive people into the ground like that. I mean, it just, that's where burnout happens. And, and, it happens over time and then before you know it, it's just you're so overwhelmed by this burnout that it's almost like there's no going back. It's hard to kind of reverse engineer that burnout um, and it kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth for whatever it is that caused that in your life. Well, I was working one place where I felt like 
there was just no end in sight. And there was never any break. There was never, it always was at that high level of stress of this, oh, this has to get done. This has to get done. This has to get done. Like it was just like intense. And it felt like it never let up. And I was looking down the barrel of years of that never letting up. And then at the same exact time, I had to act like everything was serious all the time because any sense of humor or whatever made people, it was that perception of it's, you're not taking it serious. Right. And you're not actually in the business world. You're just goofing off. Goofing off can sometimes actually be the thing that gets the work done. Right. Because you might create, you might all of a sudden create some really great idea because you were goofing off and joking around. I agree. And that's why you are a breath of fresh air. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, because, you know, that is one of the, the things that I loved so much about you when I met you. The first video I ever saw was you um, doing like a unlearn show parody type of thing. And it was cool because it was just different and it was fun and it was lighthearted. And I'm going to explain what it was. But basically, I so the behind the scenes uh, for my thought process where it came from was I was very early on on LinkedIn and I was seeing people getting interviewed for podcasts, for shows, for stuff that I saw on the internet. And I was thinking, I want to get interviewed. Okay, well, how do I get interviewed? Well, I can just interview myself. (laughs) And so I, I mean, of course, I went way over the top. And instead of interviewing myself with just one fake person that I did side to side, I ended up doing four. That was was insane. insane. I mean, I had three, three interviewers that were all me. It was insane. And then the real Judy Fox. And then the real. Uh, what is it with the real Slim Shady? Will yeah, you please, please stand up. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I actually wrote that in my, my presentation today. Oh, my gosh. I, well, what? Not that exactly, but it was, um, will the authentic you please stand up? And it oh, was that's awesome. a personal branding when I was talking about personal branding and LinkedIn. Um Well, for a client, I was joking around because, again, humor and joking around can kind of unlock the creativity to get a message across. And it was funny because they wanted to share the history of their company, but I started making it rhyme to the song, um, The Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah, Yeah. and it was so funny. I think it's funny. But I get what you're (laughs) saying, and that's part of – you know, taking it to the next level is not doing what's already been done. And that's one thing. Again, I just, I'm just going to keep singing your praises because (laughs) one thing with even just what I see that you're doing with this podcast is different. It's not, it doesn't, professional doesn't need to be buttoned up and stuffy. Like you said, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that we need to bring more fun into the workplace because I know I thrive when I'm laughing and when I'm telling other stories and when I'm hearing other stories that have nothing to do with work that just help you break up your day. And that's one thing I actually really appreciate about the company I'm with um, is that when we do trainings, they really think about us as the employee and they incorporate breaks. I mean, it, it might sound simple, but I've worked for companies who just want to drive you all day and you you can't function Really sounds weird. No, I'm thinking about that thing you said earlier. Something like Thrive Drive. Oh, Thrive Hard. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Thrive hard. Yeah, but that's different than driving people yeah. into the ground. Well, you can't expect someone to sit in eight-hour training. You know, I was talking to somebody, um, one of my coworkers, actually, about a job he had had before this one. And they went to a training, I think, in Vegas for five days. And all they did was train. He said it was a 90-hour work week. And that was insane to me. I just... I don't understand why, you know, you just need to recognize and appreciate and value your employees and do that not through just words, but through how you treat them and what you expect of them. And I think when you're giving people breaks and you're playing fun team building games and you're really thinking about benefiting your employees, I mean, I don't know how you get much better than that. I don't know. Actions always speak louder than words. Always. Thrive hard. And hold on. (laughs) Yeah, and I think what's funny is like, you know, when I was thinking about topics for when we were joking around about what could we talk about, the idea that any topic is business, if you really think about it, because relationships impact personal relationships, but also what you learn in personal relationships and how you interact and how you've been hurt in your own personal relationships can impact your business relationships because then maybe you trust people less or you're more, you know, there's all kinds. I mean, you there's no line. It's all interrelated. It's all mixed together. And people want to separate it and put each thing into its own little tiny perfect box. And that doesn't exist. We're all like in one big ocean. Everybody jumps in and we're all in there floating around trying to figure it out and make it work. You know, it's, but that's not how people treat it. So you, do you, you think, know. and I'm going back again to what I understand about like men versus women, again, not making a stereotype here, but like that so much of the business world was built around a lot of men being able to compartmentalize and put boxes on things. I mean, there's kind of that book, men or men are from Venus, women are from Mars, Mars or is it flipped? Men are from Mars. Women are from Venus. Somebody's from from something. Yeah. (laughs) They're from somewhere (laughs) different than each other. (laughs) We're all from different planets. (laughs) But the point is, somebody's from somewhere else. We just watched that. Can I say a podcast? Yes, I'm totally beeping you out. (laughs) Kid friendly. (laughs) Kid friendly for that five-year-old who's looking how to... No, but that's cool. They could be. Lemonade stands. Lemonade stands. Yeah. I think it's men are from Mars, women are from v- Venus. I think men so, too. Are, there it is. Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. I think that's important. I've never read that book. I haven't either, but I've heard it. <laughs> <laughs> and the point of it is, without reading it. <laughs> that's hilarious. Is that, um, <laughs> that we're from different planets and that the way of determining somebody's business worth and to promote them and all those things. I mean, people always say all the time, don't cry at work, don't uh, work-life balance. All those things have very compartmentalized feelings to them. And I don't operate that way. And I know there's plenty of men that don't operate that way, but they've, you know, I just don't know. I don't know when, but it's slowly pushing. And I think to a point where we're not judging the fact that somebody is not good in business because they let it all merge together. Yeah. And I, I agree. And honestly, I can tell you from firsthand experience that 
I kind of threw all the rules out the door, especially after chemo. And you talked about milestones earlier. And I think that was another one where I've cried at work. I've cried to my boss. Um, Just and it wasn't like I went to him and started venting and then I started crying. It was like overwhelming feelings of whatever was going on. And I just if you know, I wasn't crying my eyes out, but it was like if I got teary-eyed, I got teary-eyed. If I had a bad week and it got to me emotionally, then I let it get to me emotionally. And then I stopped caring what other people think. I stopped worrying about judgment that might come or might not come, you know, weren't like building that up in your head for maybe something that wouldn't even be there. But I do think there are too many people who want to be judgy in the workplace. Instead of just letting people be who they are, it's like they almost have to to filter that out a little bit. And that's why I think that LinkedIn has created such an incredible community of supporters is because it's all these people who just want to be themselves and they found other people that just want to be themselves and they all come together and support each other to allow that to happen versus maybe what they're going through at work, which is not being supported or feeling like they need to go to work and be one person and go home and be another person and like you said, divide the like have that divided line, um, which it's not. Those lines are so blurred, you know. It's I think it's impossible to completely separate them, and I don't think you should have to. <laughs> I don't think you should have to either. And I was gonna say a bunch of stuff, and now I'm distracted because the toilet is flushing. <laughs> but- But I was basically saying to myself, I feel like LinkedIn, based on what you were just saying, was LinkedIn also because so many, again, I'm going back to this and I can't help it, but so many women I feel like are finally showing up as themselves Mm -hmm. as leaders and redefining what is a leader. And a leader can have emotional empathy, high emotional intelligence. That's it. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Jeez, it took me a while to get there. But yes, they can have high emotional intelligence and come across that way on video. And I think it's redefining what is a leader. And I think even just reading Brene Brown's book, um, Dare to Lead, I always feel like I'm going to dare to lead. That it's, again, saying this actually is what is a leader. And I think we're kind of also, the other thing is we're leveling the playing field for the mistake of what gets somebody in the C-suite or the kind of behind the scenes. A lot more of business because you can see it on social media now. You can see it on the internet. You can see it with all the thought leaders now having cameras in their faces and you can just see people's functioning more. And I can see, good or bad, I can see why I think things are changing. But it has been cool to see people kind of come out of their shells. I think that social media has done that for people. And there's, there's, you know, people always argue the negative about it. But when I look at social media, I try to see the positive because so many positive things have come out of it mm-hmm. just by being a part of it and being yourself and, and all that good stuff. So basically the um, thought process I have around, okay, I have to just pause. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> Edit this out. <laughs> if you do a little snap, it's it sends a signal to the thing, and I can see it spike. Oh. And then I'll know where to go in the editing. 
Oh, okay. That's fun. Interesting. Little trick that I don't know anything about. <laughs> Does we have a timer? Uh, yeah. We've been going for 35, oh, 35 minutes. minutes. It's pretty good going on. I have nothing. some editing, some things out, too. <laughs> I think you have a lot of editing to <laughs> no, do. No, no, I don't. There's going to be like two We're minutes leaving. of episode. <laughs> We're leaving so much of this in, and um, <laughs> this is what podcasting looks like. Yes, I like it. I like it. And it's it goes back to being conditioned, right? So you listen to all these podcasts, and you hear them, and they're, like, perfectly polished, and everything's edited, and there's these great, you know, serious, super-duper, like, intros and outros and all these things, and you kind of think that's what a podcast is supposed to sound like. But it's when we talked about this earlier and then going through this right now, this is so crazy. I mean, I've been on a, a handful of podcasts before, five or six, and this is the coolest one. It's so <laughs> it's so just genuine and fun. It's very you. And I think it gives people, you know, a good mix of real life mixed with a little bit of business mixed with more real life. And I think that's how that's how it should be. Well, I think. I was talking in another one where it was basically saying we were, it was the one with Richard where we, he was saying we were going to have this conversation anyways. We were going to go through all these. We have so many conversations behind the scenes. We use telegram or we were using telegram. And then we have sent so many voice messages back and forth. We probably have an entire podcast in there. We have, uh, we have uh, (laughs) 17,000 books. Already written in our Telegram messages. And and you know what's interesting? I went to an author series presentation not that long ago. And one of the authors, Rachel Cook, who's actually going to be on one of the podcasts, her book is created from all of the videos and everything she's verbally put out into the world. So as an author, we always think to ourselves, oh, I want to write a book. Okay, now I have to sit down and sit at a table and I have to write it. She got all of the audio that she's ever recorded and it turned into a book. That's amazing. I mean, I'm sure it was not as magical as that. There was actually work involved. (laughs) (laughs) Poof, and it was done. (laughs) But can you imagine taking all of the audio content that you've ever created and then taking those moments and expanding on them? Like this, for example, is a chapter in whatever book. And Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't seem as crazy once she... I was like, oh my gosh, you don't. If you're a verbal person, you could just speak your book into life. It's true. And you it's it's about repurposing your content, which people talk about, right? Mm-hmm. So instead of taking, you know, a video and then turning it into a text post for a different platform or whatever it might be, it's just turning it into a book, which why not, you mm-hmm. know? And actually, I, I'm going to challenge both of us to go back into our Telegram and Truly, I, I, you know what? Let's do this right now since oh we're doing my randomness. Gosh. Woo! So I think we need to, I'm going to go to Telegram okay. and I'm going to delete every message I've ever <laughs> sent you. <laughs> Better not. <laughs> I wonder if it deletes on my end. No, they don't. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to scroll back to, to a any? random date <gasps> and I'm going to hit play. And then we're just going to see what it says. Okay. So I got it. Oh, my gosh. Like, I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I'm still only in September of 2018. I see. This goes all the way back to what? I'm going to play one. Can I play one? Yeah, go for it. Play one. And then it's you're going to be your voice. Okay. And I'll play one of you. I don't know what it's going to be. I'm going to edit it if it's bad. Okay. Because what if I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to say. I said some pretty raw stuff. Me too. I know. So let's see. All right. Let's see what it says. 
literally thought that to myself. I'm just listening to your last, like your last message you just sent. And I really was like, oh, this is like a podcast kind of. I'm just sitting here listening and like, I know I was responding via text, but it was. It's like the Fox Rocks podcast. Um, I still love the way the Judy Fox show sounds. August of 2018, August 4th. So it is. <gasps> wow, 10, that was like 11 six months ago. Oh my god, I'm freaking out. Can I see what else you said? You said that I love the amazing. Judy Fox show. Remember when I used to say oh, that? I'm getting like all like the Judy Fox warm. Yeah. Hey, listeners, thank you so much for joining me today. And this is not an impression of you. It's just my stupid sucky impression um, of no one. But of me trying to say like welcome welcome to the fox chair no i already screwed it up <laughs> the judy fox oh the judy fox rock show <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um listen today is gonna be kind of crazy but i promise i will there you go but i mean you predicted on. it out of, august 4th out of I just all randomly. the things though out of all the things that you could have pressed play on from our hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of texts and audio. You're going to make me cry. Isn't that crazy? I know. I kind of want to cry right now, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That, and, I mean, you know, so right beneath it, you wrote, duh, hashtag soul sisters. You can't get rid of me. Good luck. And here we are. <laughs> I know. Six months later, however I, many months later it is, and we're sitting here together in bed. <laughs> <laughs> and I've tried. Believe me, I've tried to get rid of her. So. <laughs> no, she hasn't. <laughs> All, All right, right, you pick one. All right, now I got to pick one. Let's so see. You got to feel it in your soul. I know. Well, it's funny because I'm back in August right now, too. <gasps> oh, so, what um, do we want to go to? Or are you fe- you got to feel it. I'm, I'm not. I'm going to be quiet for a minute. Okay. All right. Let's. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's funny. That's a picture. Aww, a picture of Isaac as Michaela. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's coming back up at like his wedding or something. Yes. That's definitely like 21st birthday cake material. <gasps> yes. Yeah. All right, let's see. Wait, am I the white or the green? I'm the green, I think. I think you're the green. All right, let's see what this one. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Let's try this one. Oh, yay. I. It feels weird to be offline and not make a video and then make one. It just feels really, really weird. So I, I still have my stupid eye twitch, but I don't think you can see it in the video. <laughs> nice to be somebody else and actually I, when i talk your wigs and stuff oh my wigs yeah yeah i've got a whole wig collection Let's see what this means okay i'm probably being really silly but was that an okay video i really like it's like i had a hard time it's like i did my first video again or something like i know but even going all the way back i mean you were always into video and this is just this was you, and yeah. this has been a long time coming. I've been thinking about video for a long time. <laughs> you haven't. Oh, look. <laughs> oh, gee. oh, that's you driving in the car. Oh, man. If you have not discovered the power of Telegram, um, it is incredible. You, I'm now. I'm feel like I'm pitching Telegram. So, yes, if Pitch I ever that. if I ever get sponsored by Telegram, this is their uh, segment. Yeah, <laughs> their podcast. Uh, supported episode this podcast is supported by telegram <laughs> it's brought to you by the yes. letter t <laughs> <laughs> ha, ha, ha. isn't that like that count like, dracula uh, guy? sesame street or yes something? yes <laughs> 
So if you want to connect and make yourself feel like you've carried on a podcast but never actually recorded it, join Telegram. (laughs) Yes, that's very true. Did we find – so which one is this one of me? First was like that couldn't have been more perfect. I don't know how you picked that one, but it was was meant to be. It was meant to be. It was meant to be. All right. Is there anything else? Anything? Wait, do we want to go back to... Let's find one where I'm crying. (laughs) (laughs) Because I do the full range of emotions. (laughs) We have all done the full range. Our first message. When was it? May 12th, 2018. (gasps) Isn't that Mother's Day? Day? Yeah. Really close to Mother's Day. Okay, hold on. I'm going to play it. Hi, Tabitha. I just thought I'd send you kind of a message just for you, just for us to start to connect. Because even though, you know, we may not get a phone call like right this second, but, um, you know, we can just send messages back and forth. And that's really sweet. I've been doing that with Chantel and um, Lila and, um, And, um, yeah, Lainey. And I'm trying to think. Oh, Lainey. I know. We miss her. I know. So, yes. And I sent you a four minute long message. And then. (laughs) Oh, oh, and then there's something about trucker mouth. Oh, that's me probably. Yeah. And then we started letting loose. Oh, yeah. It didn't take long before we were like. And then I sent you like a. Hey, I just want to say hi. I just want to say hi. And then seven minutes later. That's just <laughs> so we can sing it. We'll never make it to Richard's hundredth episode. <laughs> <laughs> All because of me. <laughs> um yeah, he does know that he has to like fly me over fly me and um the little fox over to England and for me. that episode. Yes. Duh. And we could all record in a hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Richard climb in right in between us. Oh my gosh. Richard and Isaac. <laughs> Sir Richard Isaac. <laughs> oh, we could go on and on I and know. on, but we good are. Times. Yeah. All good things must come to an end sometimes. <sighs> Damn it. I know. Why? I have to. It. Nine o'clock. Oh, boo. Well, it is February 8th. That is happens to be my birthday. And yes. this was the best way to celebrate. Just FYI. <laughs> Playing in bed, recording a podcast. <laughs> yes. I gave her a present of we're wearing the same yes. necklace. We have like, what does it say again? You read the first part. I read the second part. Aww. She has fire in her soul. And grace in her heart. And with that, we'll say goodnight. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Happy birthday, Judy. Oh, happy birthday. When is your birthday? April 18th. All right. A little bit early, but... You got to come lay in bed with me on my birthday, too. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) And this is leveling up your business with heart and humor. (laughs) The Judy Fox Show. (laughs) That was predicted by Tabitha on August 4th, 2018. You're welcome, everyone. Yes. So... All right. All right. Thank you. I think you have a lot of editing to do. There's going to be like two minutes of episode. (laughs) We're leaving so much of this in. And uh, finger puppets. Okay. Oh. There you go. It's ready for an IG story. (laughs) Edit this out. (laughs) 